We'll find our place. Turn in our hymn books to page 269. 269. I think uh, the Miracle Mile Rangers had a competition going on with Word Search. I tell you, a young mind is wonderful. And uh, Maddox beat me both times. I came in second, but he beat me just bam. He can find those words so quick. And uh, but we had some. Let's see, where is it? Where are you? He evaporated. I mean, he left the building. <laughs> but he came in first, second. Who was third? Wild man Turbo Elliot was third, <laughs> as you would expect. <laughs> then we had, I believe, Ian and Andrew and Trevor. And then Terry, I believe. But we had we had some pretty long words, and I thought, oh no, we're going to be able to find these things. But they had it laid out a lot better than some. Luckily, we didn't have none of those backwards diagonal ones. And, but they were pretty straightforward. It was, it was fun. <clears throat> Page 269. Since Jesus came into my heart, does Jesus live in your heart?
<laughs> Where you persist of. This song says, of a hope that is steadfast and sure. Yeah. Amen. Are you possessed with that? Page 285. This song is a is a I've heard some writers write about different phrases in the Bible and they have little different views on it, and that's okay. That's people, individuals. But this song is a poetic way of helping us remember who Jesus is, how important he is above all others. Amen? The, <clears throat> page 285. The
Amen. We were singing the phrase from Exodus 12 and verse 13. The Egyptians and whoever else didn't think it was necessary. Right. Kill a lamb, cut his throat, catch the blood, put it on the doorpost and on the lintel or the cross piece. Ain't necessary. <laughs> I can get through this myself. They found out. <laughs> Neither will we. We must have the blood for him to pass over. I'm sure when I get in that, however it is, in the judgment line, I want the Lord to pass over. He's good. Somebody else come. <laughs> pass on. <laughs> yeah. Who has prayer request on this one? Just a little. Nathan, he's got some good things going on. Start his job. He's
once again tomorrow going through a procedure back to his kidney, they're looking for infection. His body has just been racked with infection. He, he's stronger. I talked to him this afternoon. He's stronger, no fever. They got him on antibiotics, and they're trying to find the sources of the infection. So yeah. Kicklider requested prayer for her older brother Tommy, who's come down with COVID, so let's remember him and do remember Diane and, and uh, continue to remember Dan and his Parkinson's. Um, just let's remember one another in prayer. Yes. Remember one another. Seems like I'm forgetting someone. Uh, remember my sister. She's she's had uh, the virus and her son, and, and then she had double pneumonia or pneumonia both long. Uh, she's trying to work and keep a tab on my mom and dad. So please pray for all each one of them. And the dog family has to travel. All right. And uh, also, Angel Little texted and asked us to pray. She's sick today. All right. Sister Hazlitt. Sister Hazlitt. All right, let's gather and pray for these needs. Find our places to pray. <coughs>
All-powerful? Yes. Great? Amen. I'm losing you. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate the Lord. He is such an awesome God. You know, um, at times I hear different ones say, oh, God. Be careful what you say on your telephone. They're listening to you and stuff like that. Y'all heard all that, haven't you? Yeah. Huh? Amen. God's been listening to all of you. Yeah. Forever, hasn't he? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but that's just like, wow. We can all pray together here. We don't have to say now, yes, one person pray because we don't want to confuse God. We don't have to do that. He can hear each and every one pray, understand what's going on, and be personal to each one. We serve a great God, folks. Oh, we serve a great God. And uh, there's just things that I I can't wait to see that we're going to experience when we get into heaven. And so I'm looking forward to those things. Don't forget about the revival coming up. Um, It's not tomorrow but seven days from now with brother Randy Webb and uh, we're looking forward to that revival Uh, I think the Lord's been helping us he has been helping us you know uh, we've been out from under a lot of the quote restrictions for most of this year now you know but I'll be honest with you this year has been tougher than last year was spiritually wise and so, let's, uh, let's be looking to the Lord. We need the Lord. We need His help. We need that encouragement. We're not asking for a revival to bring us back from the dead. We're needing a revival to help grow even bigger. Huh? <clears throat> Our realtor, whenever we purchased uh, the house, he gave me a nice orange tree. And I planted it in my my yard, and it hadn't been doing a whole lot, you know. But it's still it's been holding on, holding on. And you know how you know the thing about the older Fords when you put them in park, you know you better make sure you got them in park. <laughs> and so I looked up last week, and my truck had rolled across the the driveway and run over that that tree and you know it wasn't so bad I could have could have saved the tree if I didn't have to crank the truck up to do it but anyway we don't know but I said that say this is that uh, a lot of times for us to grow we need to be pruned and there are times we need to be cut and uh I don't want to get cut like my orange tree did, but uh, there's times we need a little pruning, and I think we've gone through it, and so now I'm looking forward to some growth. So, um, Brother Edward, if you would come receive our uh, Sunday night tithing offering. So, uh, all right, right.
Stan, give us a good praise offering here tonight. Not everyone at one time now. Come on. Who else?
And sometimes, you know, the devil tells us, many of us, he did this in the Word. But what about today? He's still working today. Pray for us as we try this. Thank you. 
overcome all things by His grace and by His mercies. And uh, He is a wonderful God. He is a powerful God. And He is the one that we can turn to. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. Uh, I'm feeling for the Lord here this evening. Uh, I want the Lord to to have His way, and I want to be an encouragement to you, not a discouragement. I want to encourage you in your personal walk toward the Lord, and want you in your personal experience toward the Lord. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want our church to, and I don't think we do, <laughs> think that, oh, i got to call Brother Jeff, or I gotta call Sister Teresa, or I gotta call some other prayer warriors in the church. Get them to pray about everything. I want you to know your prayers are effective too. You can pray too. Amen. And uh, I've been in churches before where certain great prayer warriors were at, and when that prayer warrior passed. There were several that went out. Because those that went out were dependent on someone else's experience. You're going to have to get your own experience. Huh? You're going to have to have that own experience with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're at. Uh, the Lord is open and looking to come unto you. And I appreciate that about the Lord. Um, Yes. (laughs) Let's turn to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. 
And here in these scriptures here, we uh, have these, this list of sins. And so, um, let's uh, start in verse 17. Everyone have it? And when he entered into the house from the people, entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive whatsoever thing goeth from without, entereth into a man, it cannot defile him? Okay. Do, do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into a man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into his belly, and goeth out into the draught, purging all meats. And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men proceedeth evil thoughts, adulteries, and fornications, and murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that your word, it is quicker than any two-edged sword and sharper, Lord, able to cut and divide between the bone and the marrow, between the heart and the intent of the heart. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is so clear. It is not hard to be understood. It is not hard to live by, Lord. And Lord, here this evening, I pray that you would anoint us and help us here tonight as we explore some of these scriptures and what you were saying in them. And I pray that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay. Help us, Lord, to speak that which you would have us to speak and not that which is our own. Help us, Lord, we pray in your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said... And everyone said, Amen. that's better. Thank the Lord. <clears throat> Here in these scriptures, the parable that he had given started in verse 14. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand, there is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. So the things that are from without that come into a man, they don't defile the man. It is those things that come out. And here, specifically, the Lord was talking about the things that the Pharisees were teaching where the washing of the hands. It's good to wash hands. I'd highly recommend washing hands. 
youngins, especially when you've been playing out in the dirt and going all about, wash your hands before you eat something, before you put it into your mouth, before you suck your thumb some in here. I don't know where they went, but anyway. Uh, wash your hands, huh? But that's not the whole story. The whole story is it's not what we eat that defiles us. Come on. It's what comes out of us. It's what comes out. I remember many years ago they used to talk about uh, the bumping of a cup. Y'all ever heard about that? Bumping a cup. And they compared people with cups and said that all cups have something in them. And basically, when you bump a cup, something's going to come out of it. So when your, your cup gets bumped, what comes out? Huh? Does good things come out? Or does profanities come out? Does meanness come out? Or does love come out? What, what happens when you get bumped? Help us, Lord. Huh? Aren't there so many things that Satan can use to try our cups? To see what is in us? Huh? You ever gone back and apologized to the clerk at the store? Huh? Gone back and apologized to the waitress in the restaurant? Huh? Gone back and apologized to uh, the city worker or something? Have you ever done that? Brother Jeff has. Huh? Because I'm being a witness. And what kind of witness am I? This is terrible to admit. And it's going out, I guess, too. But uh, when I am in Brooklyn, I really obey the traffic laws. <laughs> How's that? Is that just good to say it like that? When I'm in Brooklyn. Okay? When I'm in Brooklyn. Because I don't want to have to sell the policeman that's in my hometown and in the same town as my church that, you know, they say, uh, oh yeah, Mr. Butler, don't you pastor down there at that little church in the, in the crossroad? I don't want to have to say, yeah, that's me. So, I caught myself this afternoon. I rolled through a, a sign. And I thought, oop, I don't want to do that. Especially here. Especially in Brooklyn. Huh? It's not what comes into us. It what comes out. It is what happens afterward. The byproduct. Um... Many of you are well is used to power that thing, but you know that exhaust that comes out is carbon monoxide. It is the byproduct of the burning of that engine. What is the byproduct of the burning of your heart? Huh? That's what happens. You ever have a burning heart? And it encourages you to be mean. I don't want to be like that. No, 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 no. 
And so, in these scriptures here, uh, they came and they asked Jesus, what did you mean by, you know, not what's coming in? He's, he's saying, it's not what you eat, okay? Now, mind you, I don't think they were eating pork there during that particular time. And they probably didn't eat some other type foods because of where they were at and all that. But it's something for us even to this day. It's not what goes into you. It's what spirit is coming into you. What kind of spirit are you allowing to influence you in what you do? And so uh, he was telling them, it's not what's coming in, but it's what's coming out of you. And he said, because it entereth not into the heart. We need to protect our heart. Young girls, when you get to the place where you start liking boys, you need to protect your heart. Amen. Young boys, when you go to liking girls, you need to protect your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? Uh, older girls, older boys, you need to protect your heart. There are even times within a marriage when things are unsettled, you need to protect your heart. Men, I want to tell you something. Everything that a woman tells you in, in the time of... Well, what, what do we call that? Explosion? Uh, is not necessarily what they really mean. At least that's what I've been told. Okay? Scripture says, well, never mind. But, uh, you know, they'll tell you, I hate you. I don't want to ever see you again. Huh? It's not always that way. Okay? You're getting some experiences, ain't you? How long you been married now? Over a year. Over a year. Woo! Yay! Still on a honeymoon. Huh? Well, so we're looking at the heart. What's going into our heart? The reason that Brother Jeff and others preach about certain things, about abstaining from those things, is because there are things that are programmed behind those and they are intentionally trying to infect you with things that will stir your heart away from God. <clears throat> Back when I was a young boy before I, I really got saved, Back whenever my parents had a television and we watched television a fair amount. And believe it or not, back when it was a lot of black and white yeah. without the color in it, you know? And you'd see Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. Um, you know, that's supposed to be, back then they considered something that clean stuff. And, uh, no. They sneak in little things here and right. Huh? Y'all know about the one foot rule? Huh? Anytime they had a scene of opposites in the same bedroom, 
They always had to have one foot on the floor. Okay? All right. Slipping it in. Slipping it in. Slipping it in. Gone with the wind. Made headlines. Because of what he said. He cussed in mixed company. Terrible, isn't it? It's really bad now. But it opened up the floodgates. Our hearts. Our hearts. And so Jesus was clearly telling them, it's not what basically you're eating because it goes into your stomach. It's amazing what the stomach can digest. It's amazing what the heart can't digest. There are some things that come into our minds, into our thoughts, that... As a, a young boy, I wish I had never seen some things. I wish I had never heard some things. Because it got into my heart at an early age. And it's hard to put some of those things out. God's able, but it's hard. And so, here Jesus in these scriptures, and um, just to give you a little background, I've got a list of a list. I've got a list of all the places in the New Testament that have this list of sins. This place that I can go and say, here, he clearly calls it a sin. Okay? We're in a society today that is teaching, well, it's not really so bad. Uh, if we just go by the law of averages... A lot of things wouldn't be so bad. Huh? I, we were having a discussion around the table today, and, and you know, oh, <laughs> I stay in trouble with you guys. Anyway, I'll just tell you what it is. But anyway, we were sitting around talking, and somebody piped up and said, I, yeah, Oh, yeah, I, know, I, I read about somebody that that had all three shots and died or, or is in the hospital with COVID and all that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah. Because there are exceptions to every rule. And I brought up the, the general argument to that, which was that when you take how many exceptions to the rule, it's way less than 1%. It's less than one-tenth of one percent. It's less than one one-hundredth of a percent. You understand how less we're getting to? But it still happens. Okay? So, we don't really want to go by percentages. I found Brother Jackie whenever I was going through some sicknesses several years back. The doctor said, well, I'm going to put you on this medicine. I think this will help take care of what you're going through. You know, I said, okay. And I'd say, so now what are the side effects? And they'd tell me, and I'd say, well, I'll probably, I'll probably have that. They looked at me like and I did for a few years. Seemed like every side effect that was on that paper, I had come across it. Okay? It's not what comes into our stomach that defiles us. It's what comes into our hearts. Our hearts. 
It will affect the way you comb your hair. It will affect the way that you wear your shoes. It will affect the way that you walk. It will affect the way that you talk. It will affect the way that you act and react toward others. Uh, we're, we're, we're just sponges for this, all this influence that's out there. So protect your heart about what's coming in. And he said, Jesus said, for from within the heart, for from within, out of the heart of men proceed, things come out. Evil thoughts. Wicked thoughts. Thoughts that should not be. Thoughts that can bring deaths. Uh, thoughts that are thinking about how to steal from others. Uh, how to uh, meet others. I mean, we're in a wicked, wicked generation. And, and I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to be careful, but I'm sorry. You know the reason why Facebook was created, don't you? It was for, what was his name, Mark Zuckerberg or something like that? Huh? Yeah. Anyway, for him to meet other college girls so that he could hook up with them. That's as bad as you can get. And he turned it into a multi-billion dollar business. And now it's influencing so very much. And... Um, I'm going to be honest with you, what you look at and what you listen to, it will influence your heart. And it will change your heart. Uh, how many of you have been upset about uh, Catholic priests who molest children, huh? If you're, not, if you're not careful, you'll get under the impression that all those Catholic priests are that way. They're not. Or what about them... Uh, um, Evangelical preachers always having these affairs. It's not all of them. It's according to how you read the articles. It's according to which articles are popping up in front of you all the time. We're always, all of us, are interested in news and stuff like that. Have you ever noticed how bad the news is? Until you turn it off. And then it seems like, wow, it's a brighter day, isn't it? Huh? Turn it off. Huh? The news is generally, and most of the time, believe it or not, exceptions to the rules. Huh? Remember me preaching about putting your hand outside the window and doing it like this and all that? You know why we stopped it? Because there was one or two people at that time in 150 million who had had their arms out there and didn't bring their arm in fast enough when another car was crashing into them. That's right. It's amazing what you do if you put your arm inside the window. It's from the heart. 
From within the heart of men proceedeth evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. What do you do? Wow. What do you do? <laughs> that was my wife. So don't worry. What do you do? <laughs> when an evil thought comes in your mind about somebody. It hasn't been recorded to you. You didn't see it. You didn't hear it. You just come up with an evil thought. What do you do with that? You need to recognize first and foremost, evil thoughts come from Satan to cause division amongst God's people, to cause division amongst husband and wife. Brother and sister, brother and brothers, huh? Brothers and sisters, brothers and brothers. Evil thoughts. There are times now when the Holy Ghost, you got to know the Holy Ghost, that will let you know something evil is going on with a person. But I'm going to tell you, you need to know the Holy Ghost to be able to do that. And the Lord will do that. And so we need to be careful about these evil thoughts. It talks about the adulteries and the fornications and murders. There are just a few cases in the Scriptures where you have this adulteries, fornications. Two of these same words. Did you know that in our society today that they say that those two words are the same thing? And they basically say it means uh, sexual immorality. Let me tell you something. In the way that it's put in the scripture at different places, it can mean sexual immorality. But it is specific. It is talking about either the breaking of the marriage vows, which is adultery, or it is talking about fornication, which is has to do with prior to being married. Okay? Fornication. So those two times are very important that are going on there. Then you have murders, killing of other people intentionally. Let me tell you, there's a whole lot of sins that go with murder. And so... As you know, we are not to murder. Thieves. We are not to steal. Covetousness. Meaning we are not to want something that is not ours. And a lot of times this word is talking specifically the love of money. I want money. I think that was a theme song for one of our... our, uh, Presidents a few years back, wasn't it? Uh, something, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, here, wanting the money. Wanting your money. Wanting somebody else's money. Don't be money hungry all the time. Children, I know, let me see here. 
When you're Noah's age, it's funny whenever on the birthday they come out holding their hand. But by the time they turn two years older than that or somewhere around, it's not funny anymore. Okay? And it's not polite. It looks like you're hungry for money. Let me tell you something, folks. And it's hard to get a hold of this until you get toward the Lord in your mind and your heart. Money does not make the world go round. Money is just a tool that is used to be able to uh, extrapolate your labor in exchange for something that you can take and barter with. It used to be before money. Did you know there was a time before money? They would work it out between each other. Huh? Hey, I got some eggs. You got some turnip greens. You know, we'll swap it out. You got some vegetables. And, uh, and you're a carpenter. No, I'm sorry. I got vegetables and you're a carpenter. I'll, I'll swap it out. That barter system. Okay? But don't be covetous of money of other people's goods. Then it talks about wickedness. Here it's talking really also about uh, thinking of wickedness, of mischievousness. Oh, if there's ever a word that has ever got a hold of me, it was about being mischievous. Because I was raised with two other brothers and they were mischievous on me. And since I didn't have any more brothers, I was mischievous to everyone. God doesn't like it. God doesn't like it. Y'all pray for me. I'm still trying to get make it. Okay. Amen. Deceit. Deceit is whenever you intentionally cause somebody to believe one thing when it's another. Again, pray for the pastor. Okay? You know? I used to do what? Anyway, someone else in here does sometimes, you know? Shoes are untied. Huh? You don't tie my shoes. I don't have ties on. Huh? Or snake. There ain't no snake down there, you know? Something to see. Uh... Lying. That's what, what we're talking about. You have lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is this particular sin where really and truly it's, um, it's trying to attract the opposite sex. And sometimes it's in how you dress. We are to dress modestly. We are to dress holy. Now, ladies, that does not mean you have to dress ugly. Okay? You don't have to wear sackcloth. No. Okay? You don't have to, you know, all that. But you know what I'm talking about. Those clothes that just make and form to a person. And I'll be honest with you, the style right now is about as hideous as I can ever imagine it being. You know? Uh... What most people wear out and about, we used to call long johns. 
when I was growing up. And my long johns really and truly didn't cling as close to what they're wearing now. Huh? It's horrible. Just a side note. You don't look as good as you think you look. Wearing that stuff. Okay? They're trying to attract somebody, but I'll be honest with you, it repulses me. Come on. Lasciviousness. Dressing in a provocative way. But guess what, folks? It's not just dressing girls, boys. It's in talking in a provocative way. It's in talking in a seductive way. It is talking in a way that causes trouble. And we're, we're living in an evil time. Mamas, daddies, don't underestimate where your children are. Oh, they don't even know nothing about all that. Don't kid yourself. Don't don't think like that. Because they do. Now unless you keep yours in a closet locked up and and you only let them out to come out to eat and to play super, under supervision or to come to church, they know more than what you think they know. So you have this lasciviousness an evil eye it's an evil thought it's casting an evil impression on somebody else these are things Jesus talked about that defile a man that bring bring a person into being defiled dirty, unclean, impure blasphemy blasphemy is also a word you can call it's like mocking Y'all know what mocking is? You know what mocking is? Good. What is it? It's, it is somewhat copying them, but it's copying them in such a way that everybody's laughing. It's making fun of somebody else. Making fun of a way somebody does. And You know, there are times people will do that and the preacher will laugh. Huh? And then I have to think, oh, that wasn't good. Huh? Blasphemy. What is the one unpardonable sin? The one that cannot be forgiven. Blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Don't make fun of the Holy Ghost. Don't speak against the Holy Ghost. Don't talk against it. Be careful if there's something you come... uh, You know, unfortunately, when we go to... uh, When we get saved and and we begin to learn about the Word of God and you study something out, you think, I know it. Woo! You heard my wife. She said, and you don't. You might have caught a part of it, but there's so much more. 
There's so much more that can go into it. Don't make fun of the Holy Ghost. Don't. You better be careful about speaking about somebody who hopefully is in the Holy Ghost. Be careful! Because I can just tell you sometimes things are not the way you think they are. Be careful. Blasphemy. Pride. Oh, we are a proud species. We are proud. Proud of our uh, wealth. Proud of our education. Proud of what we can do. Proud of our cooking. Proud of what we made of ourselves. Proud of where we live. Proud of our children. Proud Pride all over the place. Huh? Even pride in our humility. Come on. The Lord says it defiles us. The old timers said that the pride is the number one sin to send people to hell. Number one. Pride. Just cause a person gets saved and comes to church, they got to get saved over that pride just as well. Huh? And when we talk about pride, folks, be careful. I have seen pride. I've seen pride whenever it was just sickening to watch. I've seen some preachers with their noses so high that if they were outside in a rainstorm, they drowned. Huh? I've seen it. Okay? I, I, I've seen it to a place that one particular man that I knew, and he had a son who was a great evangelist, and his daddy told him, said, you've got so much pride in you, I don't know how God can even use you. Huh? Pride. It'll bring us down. I'm thankful for what God has done for me in my experience. I'm thankful and if I'm not careful, I'll become proud in that. In that I'm thinking I'm better than this one over here. That's a form of pride. Of spiritual pride. Huh? Yes, there are souls that need to be saved. There are people that need to come to the Lord. But oh, don't set yourself up higher than they are. If it were not for the Lord, you would have been just like them. Or you would have been worse. Huh? That's spiritual pride. And I'm going to tell you something. A sinner, he can see that spiritual pride a mile away. Huh? Just like we wish we could see them come knocking on our doors a mile away. <laughs> you know? And tell them, don't come to this house. We're not interested in what you're trying to peddle. I'm talking about the JWs. Okay? And every once in a while, the, the Mormons. So, all right. Pride. Oh, why did I pick this scripture? Foolishness. There's hardly anybody around that doesn't like to have fun as much as Brother Jeff. 
And I love to laugh. And I love to play. And I can tell you when I'm really laughing a lot, and when I'm really playing a lot, is where I'm the closest to slipping over that line into sin. I'm more apt to lie when I'm laughing and all that. Huh? Come on. Now, Brother Jeff, you are such a wet towel. You are such a stick in the mud. Surely the Lord wants us. I believe he does want us to laugh. Okay? But we have got to divorce ourselves from making fun of others. That was mocking, blasphemy, huh? Lying about others, huh? We talk, you know, sometimes all you got to do is just add a little bit more to a story. You can really make it funny, right? That's lying. That's not telling the truth. I found I'm pretty safe when I pick on me. Have you learned how to pick on yourself? If you want to make somebody laugh, tell them something funny you done. Can you believe? Huh? Just like the other day. <laughs> See? Just like the other day. Uh, I, it was a rough day for whatever reason, and I'd gone into the store, and I was trying to talk to somebody, and trying to buy something, and trying to pull out my card all at the same time, and uh, I was just thumb-buzzled, or whatever you call it, you know? And so... So I put out my card and I paid for it. And then I walked out and the thought came across my mind. Oh, don't forget your phone. So I, I walked back in and I asked the cashier, I said, y'all see, I'm holding my phone. And you seen my phone in here? And they said, yeah, you're talking on it right now. And I'm thinking, oh uh, <laughs> See, Lord, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not hard to do. That's a real story without any exaggeration to it. Okay? And the funny part is, I caught somebody in here that made the... the me too, I've done that too. I think there's two in here that's done that. That's crazy. Oh, I would Or... Have y'all seen my glasses anywhere? They're on your head the whole time, you know? So, anyway. Now see, it should be nice to be able to tell one on my wife, but I'll leave it to her. Okay. <laughs> Foolishness. We've got to be careful, folks. I don't think God's against us having fun against us laughing, but we've got to stay within the bounds of what God has said is acceptable. And so, the Lord, Teresa, come get a song. The Lord said, all these, notice this, evil things come from within. And the Father Man. They're coming from within you. You know what? 
We need to get our our minds washed in the blood of the Lamb. We need our thoughts rearranged so that we think like the Lord thinks. We talk. Now, folks, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but this English that's in our King James Bible is called Elizabethan English. You don't have to use the word ye or thou in your conversation. Just talk like the Lord, okay? The Lord can talk, Sister Sheila, in Elizabethan, but He can talk in a lot of other languages too, okay? And so, we need to talk like Him. You say, well, Brother Jeff, I just... You know, you know what they... You know one of the greatest forms of flattery is? Is when another person imitates you. Do you know that? Y'all don't seem to agree with that. When somebody imitates you. And so, we need to learn to imitate Christ. We need to talk like He talks. Huh? We need to act like He acted. We need to love like He loved. And I want to tell you, if you love the Lord, He's going to endue you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And one of the signs of a Christian is there will be miracles and works that will follow them. And that's from the least to the greatest. Who controls it? You do. You have the control on the handle of the volume valve of how much God can influence you. And you can either turn it down to a little trickle or you can turn it all the way up and say, Lord, I want you to do me, influence me in every area of my life. And I'm going to tell you, he'll do it. He'll do it. I appreciate the Lord. I'm so glad I'm going to a place that's going to be a, a place full of saints. There'll be no locks on the doors. There'll be no news feeds. There'll be a lot of things that won't be up there. I want to go there. Why? It's not for my mansion. It's not for the streets of gold. It's because of Jesus. To think that he would reach down to the portals of time and space to a little old island called Anytime Island and to begin to deal with a boy who was raised like a heathen. He's got a sense of humor. And ask the question, why are you wearing your underwear? 
What great love. What great love. I love him, folks. I hope you love him. That's what it's going to take. There's no way you can do all the rules on your own. There's no way you can live and act like he wants you to on everything unless you love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your mind. And then I want to tell you, it's not hard. You can do it. Amen. So I'm going to invite us to come around this altar here. Let's seek after the Lord. If we're doing any kind of defiling, I don't know about you, I want to stop. So let's come. Let's lay our hearts and our lives on the altar. Ask the Lord to help us. Come on.
he found out there's nobody in the whole world. You understand what I'm telling you? You can pray to a place where there's nobody at home. There's a way of escape. You don't have to pass. You can say, you don't know what I'm going through. It's not going to get through every day. Love it. When I raised three sons, my husband and I did it. There's nothing that God cannot make a way of escape. Or you can have an account. How embarrassing do you think? Brother Robert Hicks, I got a problem. I need you to stand by me. How embarrassing. You wonder why he has he sticks with us. He knows too much about us. <laughs> I want you to sing this with me. Appreciate the Lord. Appreciate what God's doing for us. All right. Those of you who are able to help in the uh, work around the church and all that, if you would get with Sister Sheila. She's got the list, apparently. And all my cleaners, I need to see you individually. All right. Shake hands. Be friendly. You are dismissed. All right. Hold a second. Hold a second, folks. We got a testimony. I do appreciate the words, but thank you for everything you've done for me. Um, that's just a generic sound. I do appreciate it, but um, I want to say that, uh, just like I testified a couple weeks ago, you know, I want to become an overcomer. Um, and the whole thing of Ed, I, I don't, I mean, this is a family I've been close to when I was younger. Right. They've been a distance. And it's not that I know him that great, but I know my cousins and I know all them. And, it's just like it's, you know, I, they've, they've, they've been reaching out to different ones in our family, asking for prayer, and it's made me really, you know, like, man, you know, everything we just went through this past few months, you know, has that little hole, and here I am trying to, they're asking for encouragement for me, yes, and stuff like Lord. that, you know, and it's just yeah, like, you, I was telling the Robert this morning, when he's teaching, you know, we know what to say when people, I mean, if we've been raised in all this, we've been raised in church, mm -hmm. you know what to say, to encourage right. them, but really, does it, you know, 
That's what he said, you know, are you talking through faith or flesh, you know? And a lot of this has been building my faith because I've realized, you know, I mean, it's so easy to fall. It's so easy to be where these people are. It's so easy to be, you know, deceived. It's so be confused, yeah. being in the middle of a t trial or a battle and not really know which way to go. It's like all that's kind of happened at mm -hmm. one time and then you come through on this side, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen. And it's just, it's sad to say, but... Really, if he does, if something happens and, and it passes, it's going to be a blessing in a way. And I hate to say it that way, but, you know, it's a sad situation, but it would be. It'd be a release for her. He's a good man, but I'm just saying there's a, there's a situation there. Um, you know, and that's what I've been dwelling on. I was like, you know, is this is this God's way of opening up the door for that family to kind of come back to him, you know? And if I'm not close, you know, if they're asking for me, am I really going to be able to help them, you know, the way I need to be in different ones? My grandparents are getting old. There's nobody else there, you know? And, and it's like I said, I've seen different people uh, rely on those those prayer warriors. And am I going to be able to get a prayer through? Yeah. I rely on a lot of y'all and other people in North Georgia praying in other places, but... I want to be able to be a real encouragement and have to have the real experience and the real faith to back that up. Yeah. You know, um, but y'all yeah, just keep praying for me and keep praying for them. Yes. I do appreciate the Lord, though. I hate I hate the trials and the temptations. I do. I hate it, but it has it has to make sure. There's one way to fix that. <laughs> All right. Amen, you're dismissed.